0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hold. breathe out. Welcome to Elder Talk with Sir Ed Corral, part of a three-part monthly show that we talk about the various aspects of what wrong with the Most Reverend Don Lewis and Most Reverend Stephanie Neal. Where we're going to talk about ideas and, and thoughts about our tradition and the way that we see the world, each individually around a collective single entity. And today is what is the crystal web? So to begin with, the crystal web, the idea that crystals hold energy, thought, and memory is an ancient one. There are speakings of it as far back as the idea that there was once a, a nation state, an empire once known as Atlantis and Lemuria and Mew, and that at the core of them was the idea <coughs> that we thought about magic. We thought about psychics. We thought about our consciousness as the main force of the science versus what we see today as steam and energy and electricity. So we believed at one time that those things were secondary to the power of our consciousness. And we see that throughout the Egyptian culture. The imagery of their gods tend to match the imagery of parts of the brain And we're back, and I don't know what happened. Uh, Of course, this is the time of Mercury retrograde with Mercury making strides against the motorcade of the sun. And as that energy builds, we are dealing with that. So as I was speaking, um, it's very interesting that that must have been about a minute gap, that basically we are now facing the idea that the Egyptians had many different ways of dealing with consciousness that we do not today. We now see that they were very different in their thinking and the way that they organized their thought around various ideologies. And it's hard for us to even comprehend the way they viewed the world versus the way we view the world. But one of the most crucial things that they viewed the world was that the universe itself is conscious. So the primary belief upon everything is that the idea of consciousness So most people don't realize that there would have been very few minerals. So crystals are a direct byproduct of life itself. It's true. Um, Very few crystals don't have oxygen within them. One of the big things that makes crystals so important and gems and certain minerals is that they have oxygen in them. Without oxygen, many of them would never have formed. But the earth was not filled with oxygen until the coming of life. And as life formed, it began to fill oxygen into the air, which allowed billions of years ago for crystals and other types of elements to mix with oxygen and form the spectacular beauty of the crystal world. So people don't understand often that crystals, stones, gems, jewelry, a lot of it is a direct result of life itself. And I think that's in a pretty impressive and amazing reality. Second thing we discovered in the principles of crystals is that they contain energy, electricity. Uh, PZO electricity. Probably mispronouncing it as I, I often do. But um, it is the idea that if you squeeze crystals they will generate small amounts of electricity. Now we know that crystals are very important that the early crystal radios, we need quartz crystals to help us tune in the waves of crystals to make it possible for that to happen as well. So all of these combined that the crystals and and gems of all sorts were formed because of the oxygen created by life itself to make it so important that they generate electricity under certain circumstances that in fact, they also can receive and help us transmit frequencies such as through the radio. And lastly, through silicon and through other formations They even manipulate intelligent electricity. What do I mean by intelligent electricity? Well, electricity is intelligent. It's amazing. It it flows through things, and we can make it hold and capture thought for us by utilizing computers or crystalline entities that we have created from all of these sort of minerals and energy. And so I know that sounds bizarre, but if you take it through a logical pattern, it means that electricity has an innate form of intelligence that we're allowed to interpret into ways that fit our minds. What is a hard drive but magnetics holding electric, electricity in the form of data? In fact, we're finding out more and more of our universe is data-driven, informationally-based ideology. Just this week, uh, Marianne Kay of Marianne Kay Designs, my Mystic Gems, which is a great energy. If you want to get some really great crystals that are energized towards this, and she has this amazing crystal ball um, that we have been using for our crystal oracles, uh, is very very interesting. And we're heading towards eleven, 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 eleven. So we're going to be here. To, we're going to do something at eleven, eleven exactly. So get ready. Um, but that's the idea of crystalline entities, energy that is beyond what we know. Um, She sent me about the idea of disassociative disorders or the idea of multiple personalities being maybe a clue of how the universe itself works and creating consciousness that each one of us may be simply a consciousness of a greater whole. So all of these ideas swirl around it. So the Great Crystal Web, for me, my version of it, my ideas of it, began in 8888 you know, right after harmonic convergence, you know, much longer than that. I would go out and create something pretty amazing. I would plant a single seed crystal. Actually, me and my family did around a tree in Lincoln Park. It's still there to this day. Much bigger, much older now. And uh, we would uh, um, plant that crystal. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to help me understand the visions that I was having of telepathy, of worldwide webs, of all of that. And that I would be involved with that. Who knew that? And I guess I did. Knew that I would be involved with People around the world. I understood where we were going in sort of a sort of personal, cosmic way. Meaning, I had premonitions, prophecies, predictions. I had this ideology, but I didn't know anyone yet. And so I planted this sea crystal, and I like, and I did it based on my belief of Valiantian past lives, of different types of past lives that I had experienced, and one of them was the idea that crystals have energy that you can align them and through the years and then i met uh what would be, uh reverend don lewis not too much after that and we would form a friendship and we would expand on it and more formalize the ideas that i had and he'd help write the rituals that you can find today on Corellian.com. we have a whole section on how to plant your own crystal access point and thank you everybody who's kind of passed them around recently who did all of them recently. Um, And I found that really very energetic, very positive. So, oh, wow. Um, So that was something that I found very, very important, very crucial to me. So I love all of that. And so I began to plant these crystals, and then I got other people to share this with me. And so we created one group that we now call um the great crystal oracle um and that's kind of fun and so that was the latest project but i'll get to that in a minute what i was going to say is that one of the things that we did that was really important is that we then got other people to share in this and we started capturing energy from various entities various points and we're going to do this in a minute i want you to get your crystals if you haven't got a crystal go get your crystal. I'm going to read and in, in two minutes, I'm going to reinforce a, a negregor that I had created on Halloween. So on Halloween, we did something very important in that people enter, added energy. And I'll talk more about that, but we added energy to the crystal web. And now we have the energy of, and we started at 1141, which was at the mercury reg grade. And, um, and then we reinforced this sort of idea. And now with uh, Mercury crossing the Sun, which so many people are now paying attention to, we are going to still call on that energy to do so. And the, and the spell that we use, we hold your crystal, you know, create you know, create your crystal exploit. I'm in the middle of a major series of crystal access points here in uh, Jacksonville. So now hold your crystal oracle. Um, I like the crystal ball. Um, that orb that I use, and I also love that. Like I said mine, mine is that you can get one if you like like it to wear around your neck from my Mystic Gems. Check it out today, my, my MysticGems.com. And then we, we did this incantation. It is now eleven, 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 eleven. Make your wish, make your energy. Remember, at the peg is their wish granter. I do that more than anything else. At this time, we pierce the veil to form a union between thought and spirit to draw forth the crystal. Oracle of the ages, to use our crystals and the mind to give life and form. We call upon the crystal article, oracle, now and forevermore, to grant us vision to share, to allow our third eye to know, to allow our magic to grow, our psychic mind strengthened. We call upon Prometheus to share a divine fire, to have knowledge shared and pathways cleansed by psychic flame. So now with our spirits soaring, minds share, we call the oracle into ourselves to share with us now and forevermore. The gift of vision to awaken the power within, for the good of all things in accordance with the uh, free will. We awaken this gift now, so mote it be. Now, once you finish the you finish the incantation, the circle should everyone should feel and receive a message, and it will vary greatly between people or merge with the central theme. Please feel free to send me them those messages at, at gmail.com. So this is kind of one of the things we built onto the or crystal app. So, having getting back to the history of it. I just want to make sure I got that out just in time, as we shared that moment of eleven, 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 and for those of you in other parts of the country, you'll be experiencing it along the way. And as we feel that uh, Mercury is crossing the Sun, so that means Mercury is blazing in its glory. Uh, we've done that. So some of the, we've been so we started this idea of creating the crystal web. Ninety-three, we did the. We actually got into the newspapers over it. We created one around the. Um, Great crystal web around the solar eclipse. We have time and time again done these spells and rituals to enchant it. Today, the crystal web probably has more than a million crystals. It's recorded. Um, Again, send send us a message. We'll get it up on the boards. And that this energy that we create is then a shared ideology, a shared philosophy, a shared imaginative construct. We have a mystical construct. It's called an egregore. It means that we share in this energy personally, we share this uh, collectively, and we share this universally. And the idea is that we've attuned these crystals to help our magic grow. So the crystal web is all about making our magic grow
1: individually
0: and collectively to create a synergy between practitioners and magicians across the world so that we can um, continue to grow our magic, to grow our spell work to grow our beliefs, to grow our Reiki. So many people brought Reiki into the Crystal Oracle a web. And then the Crystal Oracle is an entity that I created on it to help us with our singular purpose of helping us with our prophecies, our predictions, and our ideas that go out into the world. So on this day, 11-11-11-11, so we got to be very happy with it, is go out and, and really let your energy shine. There's no reason not to. And so – and Having said that, so then we began this process, and it's been it's online, it's on the spaces, people have added to it. Are we the only crystal uh, web? No, but we are the great crystal web in the sense of that we focus on putting it around the world, and it works with grids, it works with energy. Your crystal access point acts as a giant receiver ship. Now people say, well, where did this idea come from? Well, it came from my youth. I believed in telepathy in a very strong way at my youth. It almost got me locked up as a kid. They thought I was crazy when I kept saying, we're going to be able to talk to anybody, anytime, anyplace. And, this is, and if you heard the same of my life, which school? one of the great results of that idea is learn anything, anywhere, anytime. I'm, I'm the guy who coined the firm law. Learn anything, anywhere, anytime philosophy that would be soon present itself into the internet. And I knew this back in the late 90s. But prior to that, the idea of telepathy... Or the ability to communicate thought through vision, through visuals, through audio, through experiences. Anywhere in the world at any time that the world it was a crazy idea. It was akin to magic. Today I carry around a smartphone, which is my electronic telepathy device. And I'm talking to literally thousands of people where thirty years ago this would have costed me. A great deal of money to have you maybe hear it in a synchronized fashion, but instead today's great Akashic records, the internet allows it to be saved, and you can listen to it now, even with me live. And I'm, I'm so grateful for those of you who are, and also you can listen to it into the future. So I'm grateful to all of you who are listening to this on the on my 78th anniversary of my uh, of my status as a priest yes today is my 28th anniversary of being a priest it is the 21st anniversary of the daily spell and the 14th anniversary of magic tv isn't that interesting and so this is where our crystal energy gets us we have this imaginative idea that uh, construction that allows us to move energy and while people may not think it's real they didn't believe me on my telepathy either but today my gosh, I was, that was historically correct. I knew that. And I know we're going to go much farther yet. I'm telling people that cyberspace is really spiritual space and that we're going to see soon our, us create spirits. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Canova. Imagine that we are going to be programming the foundational part of her society. In much way, the crystal web created the foundation to much of the magic that we do today by allowing us to share in a common Set of references to share our energy, share our quantum fields, to share everything we believe and have it manifest into the physicality. And today that physicality is over a million crystals wide and it's got many different components. Now, the crystal oracle was a, was a strong attempt to create an egregor. It's not the first spell we've done utilizing it. Every month, I believe on the 11th day, again, on the 11th day, of the month, we have rolling peace rituals that run across the world that utilizes that energy as well. And we're hoping that we can create peace and energy, at least for our people. It may not be for everybody, but at least for our energy and our people. And we work really hard to become better in our peace. So the crystal web is a constructed entity built from our imagination, taking on physical form, to allow us to do so. And everybody goes, oh, what do you mean imaginative force? For those of you who don't believe imagination, and this is the thing that made us so humanly different, there's a book called *Sapiens* by Yuval, I can't pronounce the last name, I'm not going to, but look it up, *Sapiens* kind of made it clear that about 70,000 years ago, something changed in our brains, maybe a little earlier, maybe a little bit earlier than that, but, but we can see the evidence of it, that allowed us to accept things In imaginary form, that it didn't have to have a super physical idea. And that through this, we could create a story that allowed us to build trust between each other, even if we were strangers. Powerful idea. And that everything we do begins as magical, subjective, meaning we experience it or we think it, and no one else yet understands it. It doesn't even necessarily exist. Um, I have you know the idea that things happen, so so Einstein's theory to the wheel to anything you can possibly think that exists today began as an imaginary force. It began as what if I could do this? What if I could chip stone away? What if I can go catch that living hot creature that will burn me that hurts me? If I don't treat it right, but if I treat it right, it can be tamed and obey. Fire. How do I, you know, how do I know that this food won't kill me? I mean, imagine this stuff will heal me. Everything that we have ever been began as a magically subjective thought. Period. And then it moves through a process of sharing, and those things which have an objective reality what we will now call a scientific objective reality continues to exist from the belief that the inside of willow bark will clear your headaches became aspirin. Think about it: a witch's cure the inside of a willow bark, which has got to be one of the strange things. Someone imagined that it would help and they discovered that it would, and then they started sharing it and then other people could do it. And as other people could do it, they became less magical and more subjective, objective from subjective. Meditation has gone from being truly a mystical, subjective idea in our culture, and probably in the cultures that it originated, of India, of the older India cultures, and some of the other Asian cultures, that it was like this wildly magical concept that had no value to today being a scientifically objective idea that it lowers stress, There's a lot of benefits for us. It moved from magic of the internal to having results in the external. The crystal web is the same thing. It was a subjective feeling in my heart of wanting to attach to a world of magic. It was for me a moment where I wanted to meet other like minds. I wanted to build a world that was allowed for magic to continue to exist and to grow and to be, and I loved the idea of magic so much. And I loved the idea of what I was doing so much that I wanted it to happen. So I embedded my intent into a crystal, and my family, and my kids, and and uh, the mother of my kids, my my wife of the time, we all planted crystals around a tree, and we said, as these as this tree grows, so will our crystals, and. We started planting, and then I went crazy, and I started planting crystals everywhere. Now, where have I planted some crystals, people have asked? Well, the cloud, as it's called, or the bean, as some Chicagoans, actually, when it was being built, I actually snuck into it, and I glued crystals on the inside, seven chakra crystals on the inside of the bean, a highly reflective mirror energy, and I wanted the world to see it. Um One time, they tore up the floors to down to the beams and Sears Tower in the eighty eighty four When I was working for a law firm, and I put crystals... Um, there and they, they got cemented down. So I have a transmission crystal on the 88th floor of the Sears Tower, Wilson Tower, for this younger generation in Chicago. Um, Cricket Hill, where we did a lot of ritual, had a lot of crystals buried into Cricket Hill. And that hill is now, it was called Cricket Hill, but it's not a hill anymore. It's kind of flattened down into more of a field, it's, slow, but it's really, uh flattened, you know, gravity and such. Um, Every parliament I've gone to, we've planted crystals. We've done it in Toronto. We've done it in uh, Sydney. Uh, Was it Sydney? Melbourne, I'm sorry. No, Sydney. Why am I saying Melbourne? I don't know. Um, We did it in uh, Salt Lake City. We did it in Cape Town. We did it in Barcelona. So we planted crystals there. Other people have planted crystals into many, many, many nations, into many, many spots in many, many states. So my energy, my passion for for kindling this idea of an imaginative magic force that we can all tap into has now become somewhere between magical and scientific, somewhere between subjective to objective. And we're somewhere in the middle of that because so many people are practicing and so many people are sharing it, so many people have had experiences. And one of the problems we have with all of this is called unverified personal gnosis. Let me take that apart. Unverified personal gnosis. And the idea of gnosis is knowledge. Uh, Personal means personal knowledge. But the unverified part is that because it's your knowledge and nobody else's and nobody else witnessed it, you see a UFO. You've seen a ghost. You've seen fairies. But no one else did. It becomes impossible without physical evidence for you to actually express that. And so that becomes an unverified personal gnosis. And so earlier this year, one one of the things I did is I carried always carry crystals and energy. When I was at Starwood, a great festival, and I'm hoping to go back again next year, I basically went in a great deal of pain, a substantial amount of pain. And one of the things that happened to me was that I basically had an encounter with two spirits, one a male masculine entity, um, very – very powerful, very strong uh, that was there and he, he spoke with me and he had a message for me to carry but I refused to have a personal, unverified personal gnosis. I just didn't want it. I was not going to I, kind of, I kind of stood up in spirit and I said no I'm not going to have this and then in that process several things happened but one of the things that was most important is that he ripped my eyes out of my head at least in my Mental state of the moment. My eyes got it, and he whispered to me, and he handed it to this beautiful entity. And it was very feminine, very healing. Couldn't really comprehend it. Could barely understand it in a lot of ways. I, I can't really explain it. What it looked like in any verifiable way, other than it looked like nature. What do I mean by that? Well, that makes it personal. It's hard to describe, and that part is unverifiable personal gnosis. And then. They gave me back, they cleaned, oh, let's clean your eyes, and they gave them back to me. And I stumbled back off to my tent thinking I had some sort of overly high kind of imaginative world. I must have fallen asleep. I must have dreamt. I gave all of the reasons for, it. Like, okay. So I went to sleep, and I came out of my tent in the morning, and I saw the tr- trees, and the trees looked so utterly strange to me. And then I realized I was seeing green for the first time in my life. I mean, really soft. So, wow. I thought that was great. And all day I was in pure awe because I could see colors for the first time. I was been double colorblind. And the military kept me out of being uh, a gunner's uh, mate missiles. I was going to learn electronics, but I couldn't make the differentiate between the various color of wires, which is a very bad thing when you're working with large missiles and other explosive devices not to be able to see and get the wires right. And so I wasn't allowed to continue on that. I became a yeoman, and my life changed. And all through my life, even in, in, in the tradition, they'll see they used some very – the range of colors were far less than for many people to do it because, of my fact, my own colorblindness. I affected witch school because of the colors that I chose were all ones I could see. So it made it easier for me, and we accepted this. If I was colorblind, there were other people who were colorblind. And to this day, I'm going to be very active. So the ability to see colors, so I've gone and had colorblind tests. I've gone and checked it, and yes, <laughs> we got the record of it as being unverified and now verified. And so for me, the idea of that magic is real, that magic has a force, so that something happened to me to bring me back into a full-color spectrum. And so on 8-8-2019, I began the crystal web and began to say we need to have this oracle. And uh, on Halloween Day at Salem at the statue of the great Samantha Stevens, Elizabeth Montgomery in her character, Samantha Stevens, we casted a spell at 1141 at the beginning of Mercury Retrograde to have visions and to share this with other people. And we're expecting that that entity, that psychic software of of the crystal web will continue to exist as long as people believe and accept it. Other people can create other things with it. So it's an open source system. You don't have to be a part of us (laughs) to do so. You don't have to be a Corellian. You don't have to be a magician. And we give out all of the information directly on Corellian.org. Go down to Crystal Archives. I also, if you go into the Crystal Oracle group on the uh, dailyspell.com, we have, if you go and look it up on YouTube, we have uh, videos of it. So we've shared this technology with other people. And it's a technology. Let's be honest with us. This is a technology of magic that we believe exists. And if people told you 100 years ago that we would soon be speaking through the airwaves with radio, you would go, oh, yeah, we've heard of that newfangled machine. If you go back 200 years ago, you were talking witchcraft. Clearly they would call you witchcraft. So remember – witchcraft has been used to describe modern technology before it existed while it was still magical subjective. That's right. We often would use the word witchcraft to describe technology that was in potentia, in the imagination, in the mind, and that we knew kind of existed. And a lot of the scientific evidences, a lot of scientific things that are happening today, you can tie into... Thoughts that we've had for thousands of years amongst the shamanic folk, the magical folk, those who you call psychics and witches and other types of entities. Today, but when they were there, the the European side, you can be called witchcraft. Amongst the the Egyptians, they were called magicians, and they were honored. Amongst the Asians, they were wise men and magicians and Taoists and all sorts of different things. But the common thing is that they could see in potential and potential. Of where it is. So our our uh, crystal oracle is a software on top of a crystal line entity that deals with imaginative energy or technology and potential. We're heading towards something more. We're about to head into spectacular. So my last thought about the crystal web is that I built it against what was what I saw was coming. And remember i I've always kind of known about what would become the World Wide Web. I kind of knew about the idea of the internet from a fairly young age because I saw it at a an university, and I kind of grew up with it. But I laid down the first web of the crystal oracle or the crystal web. In some ways, I feel like it was it's a part of the whole process, and maybe there's, there's some exertion of it, that I always believed in telepathy. I've always believed that time is not what it looks like. I've always believed that there was more energy in the universe. I've always believed that there was energy traveling through us. I've always accepted that auras existed. I've always accepted that we were electromagnetic beings, and I still do to this day. So when I could not, so what I created with the crystal web was what would become manifested in many ways, also in the form of the world wide web. And I was there right at the beginning. In 93, I was there. And by 98, we had the Daily Spell Up, which is 21 years anniversary today. Um, And every time we turn around, I'm always talking about the next technology and potential, because I believe in it. I believe we're about to create cyber spirits. I believe we're about to create astral projection through VR. We're going to use a highly imaginative world. The cyberspace is nothing but an imaginative world in which we inflict our will upon it to have it form in ways that we can exist and that we're utilizing tools, i.e. computers, i.e. magic wands, i.e. visioning stones, i.e. electronic psychedelics. We've always had these methods of entering into the space of the pure imagination and manifesting it. And we're getting better at it all the time. And the crystal web is getting better all the time. And there are people who are constantly driven to improve it. And I truly believe that parts of the crystal web have begun to move onto, and deservedly so, onto the world wide web. So understand, so the basic principle of the crystal web is that it is an energetic cyst construct for the improvement and increasing magic of its users Those who accept it will find themselves able to tap into more energy and find energy flows between them and others, no matter the distance, that helps them. And the number of healings that have been done through the crystal web is is more than I can count, more than I know. And so energy has passed there. Reiki has passed through there. People have added their flair to it. It's open source. You can add your flair to there. And that through this energetic union, That we will see it manifest in other ways, such as us being able to develop the world's largest online school for witches to create a tradition that moves across the world and has members all over the world and communicate on a daily basis. And now it's being upgraded to become the next best system, and that we are going to have these sort of – and that we continue to use the crystal web to manifest our wishes and wills that it then exerts itself onto the reality of the physicality and then the world of cyberspace, which will become our new Reality, our newly augmented reality, and I'm not afraid of AI the way a lot of other people. I think they're going to be our they're going to be our entities. We have to improve our ability, and so where we have our greatest strength, and let's make it our greatest singular strength, is the idea of the psychic imaginative mind is far more powerful than anything we can create. Just as a lot of people were afraid that the looms wouldn't unleash allowing everybody to have clothes to the point where polluting the earth with our excessive amount of clothes and where clothes were near and dear, or chocolate, or coffee, or food to feed the masses, that that, that these imaginative processes of creating muscle machines, which is what all our automation is, is muscle machines that takes it and moves it from a possibility, move it from the muscles of humans and then animals into a more mechanical process, so too are these computers that we're building, these entities out of silicone and electricity that we predicted for thousands and thousands and thousands of years is now creating ways for our minds to act like a car, our minds to to get into a car that allows us to travel to our next destination faster and quicker. And, and what, through all of this, we're heading for what we call a singularity or a zero-friction society. We create books now faster and faster. We don't have to go through publishers anymore, not the same way. We can self There's So many things we can do now directly that we couldn't do before, because it allows our minds, it automates parts of the process to allow us to have zero friction. I can make a video today to go to the public. 10 years ago, when I made videos, we put them on. We had to record them and then upload them. Today, I can make them live. Mm-hmm. And so, back in you know, and to show you how advanced we are. And back in 2011, when the first live streaming came up, we were right there. Blessing be to uh, Fox who let, helped us lead that effort, and may her soul walk this earth in peace and tranquility. Um, that we basically had to upload it. And then before that, it wasn't even possible to upload it. We had to go ahead and find ourselves on a cable station, and we tried that too. And then before that, we, we, you had to win over somebody who was our gatekeeper. So literally, our thoughts were locked in our heads, and we had to go through gatekeepers such as newspapers, books, publishers, radio stations, which we did that too. We, we actually bought time on radio stations to broadcast to now to the day that now the technology is so simple, we can create a song on our computers for $0 and, and upload it for $0 with zero friction in a single day. I, I did this this morning. After you go on to Witch School, I talked about my 28th anniversary of it, and I, didn't ha- I went on television, the equivalent of a television channel, Witch School channel, and talked about it. And I've already reached over 500 views of that without a gatekeeper. I didn't have to ask anyone's permission. It was a service given to me by Facebook, and I was able to utilize it, called Facebook Live, and I'm able to utilize it. So the crystal web works in the same way. It drives our imagination. It drives our energy. It drives our spirit. It drives our group cooperation and after the individual operation, and it takes down a lot of the barriers between spirit world and our world, the astral and the physical, the mental and the personal and we're, it allows us to feel our spells work stronger to attract more into our lives faster quicker better stronger so that we can manifest it and that's what the crystal web is all about making it possible for you to manifest the life that you want so go out build a crystal access point go out and share what you're doing talk to people about it, figure out what you want and today more than any day of, all my life the one power that I've had to give is I, I grant wishes how do I do it? It's a lot of different ways it may not seem like that but once you can articulate your wish, truly feel it and you can do it through the crystal web, you can do it through various means you can see it manifest in your life it may take some time 28 years later from that yeah, from more than that. 31 years later, after the, when I planted the first crystal web, today I can say that I have truly begun to achieve the vision that I had. It only took me three decades. And we always overestimate what we can do in a year, underestimate what we can do in a decade, and have no clue of what we can truly manifest in a lifetime. So, with that, I, Sir Edgar I'll bless you for this day. Go out. And imagine the world that you want. Feed it to the crystal web and let us see what we can do. And in the future, no matter what happens in the cosmic worlds, our future is more of what we make it to be than what it is inflicted upon us. So come and join us in our great working, the great crystal web. And if you like to, become part of the Oracle as well there's so many chances for you to become part of it. So with that thought, make your wish, and blessed be. And listen to episode two and three with Don, reverend, most reverend Donald Lewis, most reverend Stephanie Neal, as they'll come on the week and tell their versions of the crystal web. Blessed be, so mote it be. Good night.